Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. A lot of great things happening around us, and uh, I hope you can be with us next Saturday in our um, our uh, cleaning up and getting ready for Easter Sunday here, our work day. We've got some stuff to do. Uh, blessed beyond words this morning, uh, and I hope you've sensed that. I hope you feel that. Um, if you don't have that sense of being blessed, I'm going to challenge you this morning. And uh, because the reality of it is, if you uh, sow blessings, then you're going to reap them. If you're just waiting for your ship to come in, it may be an old broken down canoe. I don't know. But it just, that's not the way it happens. So I'm going to challenge you this morning. But before I do, I just a word of encouragement. We're living in incredible times. Uh, and um, uh, things are changing so rapidly around us. And uh, I, I just I wanted just a, a brief word of uh, exhortation. It is time for you to make a choice. Okay? And whether you're watching or you're here, and if you've already made the choice, that's great. But Joshua, the, the reality of it is, after they wandered in the wilderness, crossed the Jordan, went through battle after battle instead of the land and, and the children of Israel, the covenant people of God, Joshua turns around to them and says, today, make a choice. It's like, huh? Man, haven't we been kind of on the Lord's side? Well, sometimes we just are on going through the motions. You know, I had a... Somebody I know recently, you know, he, uh, that I've testified to, he said, well, I'm not really religious. He said, but I could be religious. And, and I say, I'm not religious either. I don't ever want to be religious. I have made a choice. And not a choice for a day. Man, I made a This is my life choice. And so, uh, and the reason I want to encourage you, young people, you know, uh, uh, Man, we're living in incredible times. And I don't know, I don't know what the future brings. I don't know. It, the end of the age is upon us. I, I, you know, I'm, it's not doom and gloom. It's like, hooray, man, wait till Jesus comes. You know, and you say, well, I want to live my life. I want to do that. And, and you just may. I don't know. But I'm telling you what, you better live having made a choice and being ready you just got to be ready, that's all. And then everything that comes and falls, I, you know, oh, no, the bank scandal, oh, no, you know, whatever, oh, yeah, politicians are crooked, shocking. <laughs> oh, this is happening, that's happening. You can get so stirred up about the things of this world that you're going to miss God's goodness. And I choose, I choose to focus on his goodness. And, man, what a great week. Uh, uh, Jeannie and I have had with our with our children here and our grandchildren, and uh, you know personally celebrating the greatest holiday that exists, St. Patty's Day, honoring the great <laughs> Irish heritage. Okay, I, I'm I'm sorry you missed out if you don't have the, you know there's not a Brazilian day or there's not a. <laughs> 
No. Well, we, we, have a, we have had a great time. You say, oh, and, and they're leaving tomorrow. You say, oh. And you know what? I am going to shed tears. I certainly, because it just has been amazing. But I, I am not going to grieve because what a great time. You know, and, and you can't live in that ah, incredible time all the time. You just can't. If you lived there, it wouldn't be that incredible all the time. Is that true or not? Right? And, and uh, if every day was so special, there'd be no special days. But we have had some special days. And, uh, and I look forward to that time again that we get together and the same uh, in your life. So w- when you go through a great time, you know, don't, don't, don't ruin it by in, being in the mully grubs about you're not living there today. Just realize, man, there's seasons, there's things that come and go in your life, and you just rejoice in the moment and then rejoice in the memory. And that's where we're at. So... Uh, so I want to I continue on with um, what I've been preaching about being bold. And, uh, and uh, we, we're, we tell the grandson, you can't be bold. But this morning I told him, I'm going to preach about being bold and being good and bold. Okay. So uh, I don't want to confuse him. But we're, we're, and here's the scripture, that, the go-to where we started from. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 12. It says, in him. We have boldness and confident access through uh, faith in him. We have uh, a boldness and confident access through faith in him. We talked about having a bold faith and a bold witness. And what I'm going to talk about today has the potential to offend some, um, which every time truth is spoken, it can be offensive to some, but, but you can... Uh, hang around and, and be around the church, and we love having you here all the time. And and um, and your growth and, and maturing in Christ. But part of that maturity is about being bold in giving. Now, when as soon as you say giving, people go cha-ching. They go, oh, no, the preacher's after my money. So. But, and here's why it gets close to us. It says, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19 says it like this. It says, uh, do not collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves don't break in and steal, for where your treasure is... What's there? Your heart. So I'm touching your heart. If, you're, if you are offended when we're talking about giving, and money is your treasure, you are missing out on something. Okay? If you think your financial well-being is your security, you are missing out on something. And, and I want to challenge you to, to uh, 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 store up your treasures. As this was the words in red. This is what Jesus said. Don't do it down here where moth and rust can destroy. I tell you what, uh, you know, I've had some nice cars and I've had great motorcycles. I went out um, this week and looked at it. I didn't tell Jeannie this. I'm confessing. <laughs> Shoot, I better back up. 
I went out and looked at a, when I was a 16 or 17, I had a, night, a, a 185 Suzuki. And uh, so I found one online in Greenfield Center. And I went over and I looked at it and, and uh, man, it was in perfect shape. And I did not, I did not buy it, honey. I didn't buy it. I wasn't ready to pull the trigger yet, right. But I guarantee you that one that I treasured so much as a kid is in some trash heap somewhere, uh, broken down and unable to be repaired. I, there, there are certain things that we put so much value and treasure on that eventually time takes it away. You know, you can treasure your uh, 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 incredible good looks as a young person. And you only get better looking as you get older. Just a fact, okay? <laughs> See how I got out of that one? Uh, but the idea, there's things that we treasure in, in, uh, on this earth that literally this is temporary. And, and if you can't invest and treasure things that, is, that are eternal, how do you put treasures in heaven? I, I was thinking about this scripture um, um, I don't know, just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, whenever it was, and I'm thinking about all of those that have gone on before us, Pops, and, and just, just so many that have been a part of our uh, Dale, different ones, and you know their names, and, and uh, uh, they truly are the treasures, you know, that, that they're, they're the relationships that we had. That is just a, amazing. I'm looking forward to that reunion that we're going to have. You're going to have it, you know. The, if you put your, uh, your hope and your treasure on things of this earth, you're going to leave it. You're not taking it with you. And uh, so the idea, so if you're offended by me talking about giving, you need to take and check your heart. All right? And the other side of it is, well, let me just ask you this. How many have been blessed by Gateway? Come on. I don't think you'd be here. This is a result of people that were bold in giving. What, what, you, what you see, in some, and I'm looking at some of you that, you know, that, that have been around a long time, and you have, this is a giving church. It always has been. And, um, you know, we, we take care of it. We do the right, the right thing. And, uh, it's, but you are here. You're blessed because of bold giving. Now, when I say bold giving, you automatically think about, and we talk about it, putting an envelope in the box and, or, or giving online now. Uh, but giving is much more than uh, how big of a check you write. If, you, if we're talking, and we can talk about, and we're going to talk about money. I'd never, I never do this. So this is my once this year. Yeah, maybe more, but we'll figure it out. Uh, but the idea, what is, what is money? What is it? Time. That's all it is. It, it's, it's how much somebody will value your time. And so, you know, my time may be worth a lot more. Or your time may be worth a lot more, depending on who you are. Some of you think you're worth a lot more. But really, you know, and the thing, what I want you to understand is some of you have very specific talents and have done incredible investment in, in education, and therefore you come out and, it, and you say, well, you shouldn't be making that money. You just, 
take a hike, man. You, you go to college for eight years, or you go put that time in and energy and, and be committed, and, and you do the work of, of starting a business and working it up, and, and then you tell me somebody's not worth that. You, you, you got no business saying that. If you don't think they're worth it, then don't, don't have them work for you or go somewhere else. But I'm telling you what, what happens is the value of our time is different for each one of us. But God's demand or desire in our life is the same. And, and, and the way he has put it in, in our lives, there, no, there's the one that has much. You don't get a better seat in the house. You know, we're not going to make a wing with your name on it. I'm just telling you right now. Be- because honestly, if we did that, we would rob you of the true treasure that, that when you're storing it up, when you give and nobody knows. And it's, it's just, you know, we're, there, there's not somebody that's elevated above somebody else because they give more. No, we should be giving relatively, this, giving should be a part of our lives. Irrelevant of amounts. And if it's time, we, you know what? Have you ever heard somebody say, I don't have the time? Let me tell you what. You have the same 24 hours a day that everybody else has. In seven days a week. And, you know, 365 days that you have the same time. It's how you choose to spend it. Right? And, uh, and what you value the most is how you spend your time. And, and what, when the Lord's talking about giving, it's more than just a dollar. It's, it's giving. Those that are bold givers here, you can count on it. They're involved in everything. They're involved in the prayer meetings. They're involved in the extended worship. They're involved in the cafe. They're involved in Sunday school. They're just, you know, it's giving is not just, I'm going to pay the bill as I leave the church because we want, you know. It, it, that's, not, that's not giving. Do you, you ever, and God love you, I'm not looking at anybody and thinking of anybody. Well, yeah, I am, but it's irrelevant. Uh, you know, you got, you got the people that, that they have nothing to do with you day in, day out, week in, week out, and then it's your birthday, they're going to give you some elaborate gift. Not criticizing that, okay? Or it's Christmas time, that boom, they load you up. The reality is sometimes that level of giving is born of guilt. True or not True. It's like, okay, well, I haven't been around. I'm just going to lavish them because I can give that. And, and, and instead of being a, there is a, uh, a, a need for you to invest time in relationship. What Joel spoke about this morning, that takes time. You know, so I don't have it. What, if you thought it was a priority, you would, you would make time. And uh, so, so the idea of, of just when I'm talking about giving, I'm not talking about just putting something in the back. I'm talking about being, it's, it's your life. It's who you are. And, and, and if, you're, if you're giving, if the sum total, this is going to sound crazy from the preacher, but let me tell you, if the sum total of your giving is just to this assembly, 
you know what? It ought to be just who you are. Is that fair? It's you should have that about you that I'm just going to give. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, and I'm bragging, but let me just brag. Uh, I'm really not bragging, but I'm, I'm at getting coffee for these guys that I always get coffee for that are working for me. And uh, I'm uh, at the counter in Somehow the card reader, whatever was, wasn't working, a lady had a bunch of stuff on the counter. And she said, oh, man, I don't have any cash. I don't have, and, and she said, I got to go to an ATM. So I stepped away. I said, I can do that. You know, and it was just wasn't like, I, I don't know. I just said, well, look, look, put her on my bill. And, and paid it, boom. I said, don't tell her who did it. You know, now I know I just ruined my eternal reward because I told all you. <laughs> But that's okay. It was only 10 bucks. <laughs> but the idea of looking for the place to give, it cannot be, well, I'm going to give to you because you and I are, are in covenant. It's just giving ought to be who we are. I, I'm telling you, and the other, okay, so there's the other side of that. There's those people that would not take care of home and give away everything. Okay, you are a bonehead if you do that. Don't do that. Take care of what God's, you know, provide for your family. Do all of those things. But make sure that your family sees that you give. Make sure your children see that you give. We can't expect the, uh, our young people to understand us by osmosis. It's going to be by example. How many of you want to see Gateway go into the next generation? Then there needs to be a new generation of bold givers. Now, let me just rail on you for a moment. Have I been doing that yet? No, I'm going to do it. I, I don't mind. I, and I'm going to preach about giving, and tithing is a biblical principle that's right. It works. I'm, I'm, we'll talk about it. But um, uh, So do I have to tithe to come here? No, you don't. You really don't. It's yours. You get to choose what you want to do. But for crying out loud, man, if you don't give it all and you sit here week after week after week, how, wh huh? Why? I, like, come on, man. Should we charge you for the coffee? <laughs> don't you even feel a little bit of like, what? And I don't want you to do it out of shame. I don't, please. But I'm just, think about it. The, everything that's going on here, it's because of bold giving. You're blessed. We want you to be blessed. If you're new and you don't understand giving, hang out, man. You're going you're gonna to see what the result of a relationship with God. I don't want you to give out of a law, but you give out of a relationship. When you realize, it, you know, some people say, I can't afford to give. I can't afford not to. And, and, I, and I, I could have people testify, but li listen to this. How many believe the Bible's true? Okay, watch this. Watch this. Listen to this. Remember this. And this is Corinthians, first, second Corinthians 9, 6 through 15. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. The person who sows generously will also reap generously. Right? So if you sow sparingly, if it's like, why would somebody sow sparingly? And let me here's the attitude that needs to change before your giving can change. 
how many of you got to choose your IQ? Anybody? No. How many of you got to choose any part? I didn't get to choose my height, obviously. I didn't get to choose my nationality. I didn't get to choose where I was born. I didn't get to choose, you know, and, and some of you have overcome some great obstacles. But I'm going to tell you what, your ability and gifting in your life, your ability to, to work and do, you didn't, I, and I don't want to sound like Obama. <laughs> no, I realize that there are, there are those of you that have worked hard and done that, but I'm, God's given you innate ability. And you got to acknowledge that. So who is the giver here? God's given to me. And so if he's put gifts in my life and those gifts cause, cause me to be blessed, if, if I take them as if I did that, that that was my, me that did that. Some people, some of you today, you, you run your finances like it's all about you when reality it ought to be that it's this is God's business. I'm not talking the church. I'm talking my personal business. This is God's. I'm a steward of what he's gifted me. So I'm just going to take care of it. And to take care of it, if God's gifted to you, you've got to take care of it the way God has asked you to. You don't have to, but you're better off doing that. So if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. If you're generous generosity is going to come back to you. Do you know, i got to say it again, I live a blessed life. I do. Well, why? Because I have this principle of sowing. It's just, it's not a question. Sowing time, sowing finances, giving where I can give, seeing where the open door is, and going and, 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 and doing that. And it's something I've always done. If, you're, if you are not blessed today, let me say it again, what are you sowing? So here's how it goes. Remember this. You sow sparingly. If you, uh, if you sow generously, you'll reap generously. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly and not out of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. So let me interpret that. Not because the preacher's railing on you. Oh, do I have to give to come here? Absolutely not. You do not. We love having you. But eventually, 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 your selfishness was going to overwhelm you. Okay? Don't grab your chest if I was talking to you. No, but please, selfishness, this is not about, I could care, I honestly, I honestly, I could care less. In other words, it's not going to affect the way the kingdom works. But it has profound effect on your personal life. And that would be the only reason I preach this. God always funds what's his. And it comes from all kinds of directions. But, but for you to be blessed is the, the reality of sowing uh, uh, with, with generosity and watching what God does. Man, get it when you're young. Figure out, yeah, but I don't have anything. But you're going to fight all your life if you don't learn how to give. So here's how, here's how it ends here. Well, actually, it's not ending very soon. Uh, 
Okay, God loves a cheerful giver. We're going to put a video back there, a little camera, when you're giving. <laughs> See if you're smiling or not. <laughs> I got to give again. Uh, listen, keep it. Keep it, honestly. But if you're gonna if you're gonna be glad and and realize it, it's not just the giving that's gone on here, and I could name names and just you know that are giving and the time to build and to do all we've done it wasn't for just for themselves. It was for you. Wasn't how does it benefiting me? You know the preacher didn't preach very good today. I'm not gonna give much. Come on. No, it's about others. When you're giving, it's about others. And I'm telling you what, you cannot, you cannot outgive God. You can't. When you're giving to the kingdom, it just comes back. So it says, he loves a cheerful giver. says, and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need. Can you imagine to be living in that state where you're like, man, okay, I'm cared for. Instead of, man, I'm, I'm out there fighting the fight and I'm running the rat race and the rats are winning and I don't know what I'm going to do. But when you are a steward of what's God's, there is just that understanding that grace overflows and in, every, and in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. As it is written, he is scattered. He gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. For the one who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. What a gift. That goes to a cheerful giver. That's the promise. And it goes on and says, you will be enriched in every way in all generosity, which uh, produces thanksgiving to God through us. For the ministry of this service is not only supplies the needs of the saints, but it also uh, overflowing in many acts of thanksgiving to God. They will glorify God for your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ. What? Are you kidding me? Let me tell you what happened. We built this thing, four or five families together, started, you know, uh, uh, some of you there when we put the foundation in 30-some years ago. And uh, gave and built and gave and did and, and took care of it. And along comes Pops, Bo V. Right out of the blue. Boom. You know what? He never, I didn't know this, but he never knew Jesus at all. Had no knowledge of him at all. But because of cheerful givers, he comes into a place where the Spirit of God is, Man, oh man, gives his life to God. You ever see, remember his post every once in a while? <laughs> Just beautiful. And, and because of that, because of generosity, do you know what? The scripture says here, uh, they will glorify God for your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but every dime I have ever given you cannot compare to the treasure that's going to be waiting for me over there. And again, I'm just picking on pops because I've been thinking about it. But the idea when you're giving, 
What are you you're giving? You're giving to eternal things when you do that. Here you are. And I'm not saying you don't give to other things too, but, but here that's what we're trying to accomplish. So it goes out your, your generosity, your generosity and sharing with them and with others through the proof provided by this service. And they will have deep affection for you and their prayers on your behalf because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Think about that. What was his indescribable gift? He uses it through you and your giving. God blesses people just because you're a cheerful giver. So just think about that. I got one more scripture that's really long, and you're going to wait for me. Just the understanding of God's provision. Some of you say you don't have enough. And it's because you think you've got to take care of yourself. When you start turning over what you have to God, He will provide all your needs according to His riches. And, and again, giving is not solely here. It's your life. This isn't about pay your tithe. No, be a cheerful giver. Realize that we're doing the kingdom work. If this is your church, pay your tithe. Do it. Say, well, I make too much money to pay my tithe. Let me pray. God, reduce their income till they can afford it. We'll have a prayer line afterward. Come up. I'll pray for you. But I, I've, I, you know what? Prosperity is sometimes more dangerous than poverty. It can be because we just, we're owned by those things. So please don't ever get to the place, you know, even as an assembly, I don't want to be so, have so much money. I don't want to have it. If, if, if we get a, you know, whatever we're selling a building, I just don't want to have it. Why? Because then we start depending upon the pile. I don't, I just want to, okay, here we go. Listen, and I'm almost done. Uh, now, Elijah, this is, this is a great, great event. First uh, Kings chapter 17, starting at verse number 1, it said, Now, Elijah the Tishbite, he was a prophet. What an what a, a incredible man. He, uh, uh, from the Gilead settlers said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, I stand before him. There will be no dew or rain during these years except by my command. Can you imagine the prophet having that much boldness to declare, look, man, you are messing up, and I'm shutting the spigot off. It ain't raining. Then the revelation of the Lord came to him. Let me tell you what happened. It didn't rain. Okay, God, God was working through Elijah. So then the revelation of the Lord came to him. Leave and turn eastward. Hide yourself in the wadi uh, uh, Cherith, which... Uh, where it enters the Jordan. Wadi is a, that's a gully, right? That's all it is. Uh, we're over there, and uh, so I speak Hebrew. <laughs> you, are, you are to drink from the wadi. I have commanded the ravens to provide uh, for you there. And so 
He did what the Lord commanded. Elijah left, lived in the Wadi of Cherith, and where it enters the Jordan. The ravens kept bringing him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening, and he drank from the Wadi. After a while, the Wadi dried up. So God's provision in one season of your life can change. Let it change. If, it cha- if, if something in your life is dried up, don't think you're cursed. Just wait for the, no- you know, God's going to open another door. That's just the reality. Especially when you live as if you're a steward of what's his and you're not trying to just, you know, control everything. So um, the wadi dried up uh, because there was no uh, rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came and he, he said, get up and go to Zephyrath that belonged to Sidon and stay there. And look, I've commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. So Elijah got up and went to Zephyrath. When he arrived at the gate of the city, there was a woman gathering, a widow woman, a widow woman gathering sticks, gathering wood. And Elijah called and said, hey, bring me a little water and a cup and let me drink. So she went and got it. And he called her and said, bring me a piece. Please bring me a piece of bread. He said, please. Please bring me a piece of bread. Uh, in your uh, in your hand, but she said, "As the Lord God lives, I don't have anything baked. Only a handful of flour and a jar and a bit of oil. Just now, I was gathering a couple sticks in order to prepare uh, it for myself and my son, so we can eat it and die." Pretty harsh. Okay, there was a famine, and this woman was down to her last morsel. She was going to have one more meal, and it was over. She had no way, you know, there wasn't a welfare program, Medicaid, Medicare, none of that existed, right? And so the idea uh, that this woman was destitute, you would think anybody would say, let's dip into the benevolence fund and help her out. But the audacity of this prophet, he says, hey, lady, Make me a piece of cake first with what you got left. She had to be like, am I hearing this right? Why would you ask me to give my very last morsel? Well, could it be that Elijah knew a little more than what that woman did? When the Lord said, listen, I've provided for you in a widow woman. And there was an act of faith that had to transpire first, as it always does in our life, to receive what God has to give to us. We have to be moved by faith. It is impossible to please him without it. And so he looks at the lady. He said, look. He said, don't be afraid. He said, go and do as I, uh, as you have said, but uh, first make me a small loaf from it and bring it out to me. And afterward, you may make some for your son, yourself and your son, for this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The flour jar will not become empty, or, and the oil jug will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the sac- surface of the land. So she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. Why not? What's the difference if I eat one cake and die or don't eat a cake and die? Let me give this a shot. And so she did what Elijah said, and the woman uh, in her ha- and, uh, the woman Elijah in her household ate for many days. The flour jar did not become empty, and the jug 
oil jug did not run dry according to the word of the Lord he had spoken through Elijah. How many of you believe God still speaks? Okay. He, there is a dozen people I could get up here and testify of God's provision because of bold giving, of just having that sense of being cared for and blessed, of, of having the, the absence of, of uh, uh, you know, stress. It's funny having Rachel here this week. It's, it's coming up to tax time. She said, Dad, what's the matter with you? Usually it's like, oh, i got to come up with taxes. You know, you're, you're running around. It's, it, it, I know I should pay quarterly. I, this shouldn't be on the web, but. But the idea, it's like, oh, no, i got to pay this a lot. And, 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 uh, but over the years, you know what happens? Every time I was worried about it, he always provided. I ne- and it's like, okay, why sweat that stuff? Uh, and, and, again, the provision of God is constant. And, and the, I, the understanding in our own lives of, 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 uh, of being generous to the point of thinking you're giving your last. You know, how many of you have, have given when you, you had nothing else to give, but you still gave? And I'm, I'm, I'll close with this. What, you know, I say, well, it's nobody's business who gives what. But for some reason, Jesus and his disciples were watching who was giving in the temple. And a, and a widow woman comes down with two mites. And two mites, I'm telling you, they're not much true. They don't even hardly look like coin. They're just, you know, at least the ones we saw in Israel. But he, I, even more so back there, there was hardly any value. And she goes down and she puts it in uh, the temple offering. And Jesus draws attention. He says, hey, do you see what she just gave? Yeah. That, that wouldn't even, you know, that wouldn't buy a drop of oil. What's the big deal? He said, she gave more than anybody else in the house. Because everybody else gave out of their abundance, and she gave out of her poverty and need. What she gave, she couldn't afford to give. I got I to gotta, I tell you what. We're going to see that little woman. I wonder what happened after that day in her life. I wonder what kind of God's provision was poured out, because you can't uh, lose when you got Jesus watching you. And he was watching. And I got to tell you, his eyes are upon us. And I don't say this this morning. Stand up as we as I close it out. Please, please, please don't think I'm here looking at you. I don't. I don't. I purposely don't. Whether you give or don't give, what you give, how much you give, it, it, the, the relevant part is not you know, a judgment from me, but understanding if you're generous, generosity will come back to you. And it'll come from all kinds of different directions. If you are stingy, that's going to come back to you. If you're so sparingly, then, you know, how many of you know God wants to bless you? He wants to bless you. He wants you to be that gift that's generous so that others literally come to know the gospel out of your generosity so that in the end of the day you know I I thought about it if there's treasures in heaven Lord we don't need motorcycles unfortunately up there we don't need cars we don't need 
you know, bigger trucks or what, what kind of treasures are there that, that w- would be up their way? It is the peoples whose lives we affect by our bold giving. It's those one that we meet and, and we just, the blessings of God flow through us. And it's just a seed sown. But I'm, I'm, I'm just asking you, just, just pray with me this morning as we this service comes to an end. We sing, and you come, and we pray together. But, Father, I'm asking you to just touch every heart and mind. And the day that we live, Lord Jesus, even in the culture, in, in our, our consumer-driven society, Father, give us understanding about your kingdom. Let it be that, that we would be participators in what you're doing, that our treasures would be in a heavenly place, that you could trust us with more because we give more. As an assembly, you could trust us with souls. I'm asking Jesus that the gifts of God flow through what you've given each and every one here. Let us be faithful with it. Lord, and if we're down to the very bottom of the barrel, God, I know if we an act of faith produces miraculous. And so I speak your goodness and your grace and help us to be bold in our giving. Every family and that that just to, to that this assembly can be bold to a lost world. I speak that today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If the Lord's spoken to you at all, just take some time this morning. Come down and, and you ask Him what to do. I, you know, I've been declaring it, but you ask Him, Lord, what would you have me do? And you know what? Do it, even if it sounds crazy. Why would I give the last cup of flour? Because God wants to provide for you. He wants to, he wants to provide for you through the whole family. So you either either take care of yourself or let me take care of you. Let Jesus take care of you. And you're going to see some great, great things. If you're sick in your body, I know a healer. And I know there's gifts of healer in the house. If you need encouragement, come on down. Let's pray together. If you just need a word of the Lord, there's a prophetic voice that's right here. As we sing, give them time before you leave. And we'll pray together. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.